0: hey welcome back to inside four walls now this might be at least for today the last supreme court episode there's other things i want to talk about but i also you know i have chores i have to get done around the house too so it's like going back and forth but anyway for now at least for today this is likely going to be the last supreme court story there's been three uploads about it today from this channel i have other things i want to talk about so give me one second we're definitely going to talk about this fucking smoke later this shit is ridiculous. I'm going to go outside and get some more footage here in a minute. Because I'm going to make a little short 5-10 minute video about that. It is rough as hell over here. Now it's not like a weird color or anything. It's just a dark gray to like a very thick light gray. Depending on it. It looks like fog in the morning. But then you know. Here it comes at like 4 or 5 in the afternoon. The fog ain't moved. It's starting to look like fucking Silent Hill out, out here a little bit. I'm exaggerating slightly. But only slightly. Like I said, I'll get some more footage and you guys will see what I'm talking about. So if I sound a little off, again, just to reiterate, um, I'm back to work and haven't been uploading as much for mixture things. My throat hurts, I'm coughing, and I've just been working. So speaking of working, Christian Mailman, who refused to work Sunday, scores Supreme Court win. Now, there's two stories here. And continuing with the Pride Month theme, Supreme Court rules in favor of Christian web design of Christian Designer in Gay Wedding website case. Two more absolutely based, wonderful takes from the Supreme Court. This one's from yesterday. The website one is from just about an hour and a half ago around this recording. So let's get into it. Christian Mailman Who Refused to Work Sunday score a Supreme Court win by Priscilla DeGregory, June 29th. Right, check this out right here and you'll see right here right united states postal service this is the government mail. this is the government ran post office i am concerned that the federal government am i surprised no I me. Mean, uh, sorry i wouldn't be able to get to my uh pause button in time anyway so with these right with the with the government ran mail office you would hope that it would at least run by the constitution at least to the point where it'd be like closed Sundays but no it's not and here's the thing i'm a little on the fence with that right it's the lord's day the you know on the eighth on the seventh day we all rest is more of a from what i've gathered perhaps if you have some real material on it to uh, correct me as far as i understand that's more of a the church itself kind of just assigned that as a day of rest too like in honor of the lord there's nothing necessarily Biblically canon as I know about like the day of rest on Sundays, but it is something that has been observed for a thousand years ish, Vatican timeline ish. You know, it came from the Vatican, it was handed down, and Reformation type deal. All way too much to get into, but you know, it is a religious practice. So I would, uh, I would have assumed, you know, plus you don't get mail on Sundays, right? So I just assumed they were closed on Sundays, but apparently, apparently not. Let's watch this man's story and we're standing in front of the Coryville Post Office where I started my career as a rural carry associate in 2012. Uh, I spent a good part of my career here learning the different routes and... And so I was looking for a job like the post office that did not work on Sundays when I started in 2012. And it was a great way to make a living, a way to stay here in the local area with my family, to reconnect with them after being away for two years. And uh, I just really enjoyed the job from the very beginning. You get to be out in the countryside in the fresh air. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful place to live and work. And I just really enjoyed it and plan to make a career of it unless God called me back to the mission field somewhere. What's the first word that I comes deal. to my, when you look at this? Uh, The good memories that I had while I was there. I do miss it. That's a shame. But, you know, God bless him, he won. It's good. Henry Bear speaks into unlocked... uh, Wait, what? Hungry Bear? Oh, that's the thumbnail. Sorry. My bad. I was like, wait, what? A Christian postal worker who quit after he was given grief... uh, for refusing to work Sundays had his discrimination lawsuit reinstated by the U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday. Gerald Groff, an evangelical Christian from Pennsylvania, sued USPS in 2019, claiming that he was forced to leave his job after he received warnings and suspensions for refusing to work on Sundays so he could observe the Sabbath. I'm retarded. But still... I, uh is there anything in the Bible that is that directly like tells humans to observe the Sabbath or is that a tradition made from within the church I I'm not arguing its validation as a religious thing I'm just in my own personal curiosity I have to look into that myself cuz I'm curious right I was just I always thought that it um uh, like taking Sundays off had more to do with uh, church tradition as opposed to what's actually in scripture Cause there's a lot of things of that but anyway groff 45 alleged his agency discriminated against him by failing to prove his religious account approve his religious accommodations to not be scheduled on sundays i kind of get how you feel man i talked about this in my old vaccine episode i got my religious mandate got fucking chuckled up and out of my uh, hr's office Different job I don't work at anymore by this point, but still, it's like, bitch. Anyway, the high court unanimously reinstated Groff's case, which was thrown out by a lower court, finding that workplace must give accommodations to religious workers unless the modifications cause substantial increased costs to the business. <clears throat> but, I, yeah, I'm going to fact myself real quick, but I'm pretty certain... That this is a government agency yeah it's a it is a federal government agency so again I'm kind of surprised that this was an issue to begin with you would hope that at the bare minimum we already know the government doesn't give a fuck about the Constitution or what's in it unless it's for political brownie points there's a handful of people in office here or there who kind of stand out from the bunch a little bit Rand Paul and whatnot however however The United States Postal Service, USPS, also known as the Post Office, U.S. Mail, or Postal Service, is an independent agency of the executive branch of the United States federal government responsible for providing postal service in the U.S., including its insular areas and associate states. Yeah. So, it's still a government-funded institute. Yeah. Receives no... It relies on revenue from stamps and other services... Okay, so I guess there perhaps is more to this. Hmm. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll look into this a little bit more. Uh, this isn't really what this episode's about. I will read into it. If I'm wrong, then I will say that I'm wrong. But. I'm going to assume, based on like past experience with how articles like this are usually structured, I could be completely wrong, I'm not familiar with that, but it's usually like uh, how NPR, NPR doesn't receive funds directly from taxpayers. It's through an approved grant paid through by the government and an endowment. It's like, oh, okay, well, where do these grants get their money from if they're granted from the government? Because the government doesn't make money. So it's like a, there's some like strenuous hurdle they go through to try and like be like it's not tax dollars, it's government dollars, right? Issue there being obvious, right? But all right, I'll look into this later. If I'm wrong, I'm absolutely down to be completely corrected. So let's get into it. Uh, no increased cost of business. The Supreme Court said that companies could no longer shrink, uh, shirk religious accommodations on. A reading of case law that they only prove minimal uh, de minimis in legal uh, parlance. Negative efforts to business. Congrats, my man. Groff's case will be sent back to federal appeals court, which will rule on the merit of his suit based on the Supreme Court's clarification of this law. Groff began working for the Quarryville PA Post Office in 2012 as a mailman and didn't have any issues avoiding work on Sundays until 2017 when USPS started delivering packages for Amazon according to his federal lawsuit. Interesting. This has been an element of protesting Amazon here? Curious. Initially, Groff sought and received a transfer to a similar post office in Haltwood PA, which had just seven employees and did not make Sunday deliveries of any kind. However, the Haltwood office began to process Amazon deliveries in March 2017 as well. A co-worker took Groff's scheduled Sunday shifts until she was injured in December 2017, at which point Groff formally requested a religious accommodation according to his lawsuit. Got you. Okay, so even if This is all just to get the Sundays off. I'm still surprised that this was a rejected issue to begin with, right? Because it is, is, you know, in our constitution, you know, religious practices, you know. There's a lot of jobs that allow Muslim employees to go have their prayers like smoke break type deals and come back. So I just I don't know. We allow uh, different forms of workplace religion-ish practices, you know. Some people can wear the cross, hijabs, whatever to work, but it's like actual practices like they can take extra breaks to do a prayer and some now I guess some workplace I'm familiar with to do allow like the you know, go pray, come back, whatever. So you would think that in a country where, you know, no rules on uh, religious practice or whatever, a government agency which again I gotta look into it closely, maybe I'm missing something here, or at least an agency started by the federal government would observe other religious, you know, practices. But moving on. But the agency never gave him a formal response and kept scheduling him to work on the holy day. Groffs first received a written warning in June on June 6th, 2017, then received a one-week suspension on January 16th, 2018, and a two-week suspension on October 9th, 2018. His suit said, quote, the discipline and threat of termination due to the Lord's Day observance caused Groff much anxiety and stress. Claimed his suit, which sought unspecified damages, ultimately Groff quit in 2019. Groff, uh, official said Groff's absence created a tense environment and contributed to morale problems. If it also meant that other carriers had to deliver more Sunday mail than they would than otherwise would again. It's not a, pro- it's more the concern is that it's a, again, I'm gonna just look into this, but to my understanding, we're going to just go forward with what my current understanding is until I correct myself, possibly later. It's a government founded institute. You would think that it would go without, without second thought that yes, this is like a long practice tradition by the Catholic and other Christian churches. That they have the Sabbath off and they don't work on Sundays. I mean, even McDonald's sold a fucking little custom pineapple burger for for people on Sundays, but you know, like DHL and these other private companies, they don't have to necessarily, I don't think they should have to be forced to respect your religious holidays. If you can't work that day, then they should be like, look, we need you to work this day. If you can't work this day, I'm really sorry. Because it's work, you know, I understand. Some people are going to disagree with me in the comments, but oh well. It's just this is a federal ish, like adjacent institute. I am kind of flabbergasted by this being an issue to begin with. Anyway, claims his suit, which sought unspecified damages. Ultimately, Groff quit in 2019. Officials said Groff's absence created a tense environment, it contributed to morale problems. It also meant. So, are you saying this guy was such a vital role that his presence made everyone so much happier that when he had to leave because of uh, these issues? It was a big, big problem, or what? This is a weird counterclaim. It also meant other carriers had to deliver more Sunday mail than they would otherwise. Groff said he was grateful for the ruling, adding, quote, I hope this decision allows others to be able to maintain their convictions without living in fear of losing their jobs because of what they believe. Quote, the Supreme Court's uh, decision today means employers will have to take seriously their obligation to adjust workplace rules and policies, including schedules, so that workers have faith commitments that are not excluded from the workplace. Groff's lawyer, Alan Re- uh, Renack said in a statement, quote, it is a huge victory for equal employment opportunity for those of every faith. Fair. In a statement to the U.S. Postal Service, in a statement, the U.S. Postal Service said, quote, we believe the lower court will conclude that providing, would that go to voicemail. Anyway, lower court will conclude that providing a requested accommodation here would impose a substantial burden to the Postal Service. We are confident that the Postal Service will again prevail when the case is remanded. Well, we'll see how it turns out. <clears throat> the case is the latest religious conf- uh, confrontation the high court has been asked to be a referee in. Last year, the court split 6-3 along ideological lines, referring, uh, ruling for a Washington State public high school football coach, who wanted to pray on the field after games. Yeah, well, the people in the... Uh, there's a lot to that. It was a long time since we've talked about that. The coach prayed, some of the students joined in, and then more and more students joined in and prayed with him. And then other people who attended the games were weirded out and made complaints and got the coach fired. And uh, Even the team, like, <clears throat> the football players themselves threw a fit about the coach getting fired. So that, that there was a lot more to that than just that. The other religious cases have drawn wild agreement among the justices, such as upholding cross shaped monuments on public grounds. And, well, yeah, I mean, they also approve satanic monuments on grounds. If it's public grounds, it's tax funded. We don't discriminate based on religion here. We, yes. The hell, dude? There's a confusing ass church right in town. It's like half synagogue, half, uh, like, Pentecostal. It's weird. They got it, it's a really weird hybrid church, and they're a, they're not as uncommon as I thought they were. I've seen them in other states, but it's still kind of like a y'all get along pretty well over there. Okay, yeah, cool. Other uh, other religious cases have drawn wide array uh, uh, and ruling that Boston had violated the free speech rights of a conservative activist when it refused a request to fly the Christian flag on a city hall flagpole again. Based. Where they really want to fly a satanic flag, to. Again, it's government funded. Sure, unless the flagpole runs out of space, you know, whatever. In the latest case, a federal law, Title Ah uh, Roman numerals, fuck me. is that? Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of uh, 1964. Yep, requires employers to accommodate employees' religious practices. Give me one second here. Title Seven got it, of well, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, requires employee, employers to accommodate employees' religious practices unless doing so would be an undue hardship for the business. But a 1977 Supreme Court case, Trans World Airlines v. Hardinson, says in part that employees can deny religious accommodations to employees when they impose more than a de minimis cost. On the business during arguments in the case in April, the Biden administration's top Supreme Court lawyer, uh, Solicitor Gerald Elizabeth Prologler, yeah, who was re, uh, representing the post office, told the justices that the Hardison case as a whole would actually require an employer who wants to deny an accommodation to show more. But Justice Samuel Leto wrote in a majority opinion that while some lower courts have understood Hardinson the way the Biden administration suggested, other courts incorrectly launt, uh, latched on to the de minimis language as a governing standard. Quote, this in this case, both parties agree that the de minimis test is not right here, but they differ slightly. Damn it, They differ slightly in the alternative language they prefer. We think it is enough to say that an employer must show what the burden granted by an accommodation would result in a substantial increase to cost in the relation to the conduct of this particular business, Alito wrote. The Biden administration has said that requests for religious accommodations come up. Most often when employees seek scheduled changes like the Sabbath off or midday prayer breaks for or exemptions for a company dress code or grooming policies. They also come up when an employee wants to display a religious symbol at the workplace. Again, I've never I've worn crosses at different workplaces. I've started wearing a cross again, but uh, I've never ran into that being a problem. I also think, unfortunately, a lot of that has to do with a lot of people who just wear crosses as, like, fashion jewelry now. So the social significance of wearing one is, is greatly diminished, which I'm I mean, I'm mean, kind of fine with. But at the same time, there is a bit of a, a, a sadness to it. But again, it, his job's in the workplace and stuff like that. I've never seen people actually have problems with that. Now let's check this out. DJ1718 says, The First Amendment matters. Well done, U.S. Supreme Court. Based... Uh, Tree ma nine to zero. Nice gives a constitutional conservative hope. All right. What's the end game? Simple Justin just identify as Gen Z you get Friday through Monday off uh, I can't actually argue with that but then again, I do uh, like gig economy So I, whatever shifts I can work in a day I work in a day So if I can work like two shifts three shifts depending on what the workplaces. I'll do that But let's hop over here Supreme Court rules in favor of Christian designer in gay wedding website case by Zach Schinefield, and this is from the thirtieth. So it's the day published at 10 a.m. We've got some breaking news this morning. The Supreme Court has what the hell? We've got some breaking news this morning. The Supreme Court has struck down race-based admissions policies in colleges as unconstitutional. The court ruled against Harvard University and the University of North Carolina in two cases brought by the group Students for Fair Admissions, which have argued that the school's affirmative action policies discriminate against white and Asian-American applicants. The rulings broke down along partisan lines, with Justices Thomas, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett voting to strike down affirmative action, and the, the, it's a six to three decision. The liberal justices Kagan, Sotomayor, and Kentonji Brown Jackson dissenting. Brown Jackson, who is a double uh, Harvard graduate and former member of the university's board of overseers, uh, actually recused herself from that case. Hmm. Wait a second, how do I, oh, I can't go back. John Roberts wrote, in his opinion, that universities have long, quote, concluded wrongly that the touchstone of an individual's identity is not challenges bested, skills built, or lessons learned, but the color of their skin. Our constitutional history does not tolerate that choice. In dissent, Justice Sotomayor said the decision rolls back decades of precedent and momentous progress. I honestly wish clarence thomas was chief justice but oh well you know moving on oh here it is i don't know why i couldn't just watch that really the supreme court has struck down president joe biden's student relief plan sealing the fate of more than 40 million borrowers in a six-to-three vote, justices ruled that Biden exceeded his authority by pledging to forgive upwards of 50 billion—sorry, upwards of 400 billion dollars of federal student loan debt. Justice Roberts authored the majority opinion, writing, "Quote: The secretary asserts that the Heroes Act grants him the authority to cancel 430 billion dollars of student loan principal. It does not." We hold today that the act allows the secretary to waive or modify existing statutory or regulatory provisions applicable to financial assistance programs under the Education Act, not to rewrite that statute from the ground up. Justice Elena Kagan wrote the dissenting opinion writing for herself and fellow liberal justices Sonia Sotomayor and Kentonji Brown Jackson. She slammed the majority for its exceeding, for exceeding its proper limited role. Interesting. Former President oh, Trump goddamn. in Florida got. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> Supreme Court ruled Friday that Colorado cannot require an evangelical Christian web designer to provide same sex wedding websites. I wonder if that bakery case will be brought back up. And if so, I hope that guy who was forced to bake those gay wedding cakes sues the city out the ass. The court found that the state's anti-discrimination law violates Laurie Smith's free speech rights under the First Amendment. Bam. By demanding that she create same-sex websites if she wants to do so for uh let me reread this real quick. First Amendment by demanding that she creates same-sex websites if she wants to do so for the opposite sex union, Smith argued that the requirement violates her religious beliefs. The decision uh, narrows states' ability to apply public accommodation laws to artists dealing with a significant blow to the LGBTQ advocates. Justice Neil Gorsuch, authority, authored the majority opinion writing for himself and the court's five other conservative justices. Quote, But, as this court has long held, the opportunity to think for ourselves and to express those thoughts freely is among our most cherished liberties and part of what keeps our republic strong, Gorsuch wrote. Quote, of course, abiding the Constitution's commitment to the, free, uh, to the freedom of speech means all of us will encounter ideas we consider unattractive. The court's three liberal justices, Sonia Sotomayor, Alina Keegan, and Congita Brown-Jackson, Dissented. Oh, did they? Wow. Quote, Today the court, for the first time in history, grants a business open open to the public, a constitutional right to refuse service to members of a protected class, Sonny Sotomayor wrote. It's, again, this is not a a public, this is not like like a a tax-funded institution. This is a private company where you're asking for someone's time and consideration to make you a custom item. I have custom shirts I want to make and raffle off to you guys, like, like do like, uh, like I've thought about it and they're like custom shirts, and but the jokes are too edgy. I get told by Amazon and Etsy custom people all the time like we're not doing this, this this is disgusting, no one wants this. I found a couple that will do it, and you know I got the items in my shopping carts waiting to pull the trigger. They shouldn't be, no one should be forced to make my merch, just as I shouldn't be forced to make anyone else's fucking merch. It's bullshit. There is not a single topic on this planet, or like in this country, sorry, where the same argument applies, where it's like, you have to do this for someone against your will. It's bullshit. And, you know, it is what it is. Quote, today, the court, for the first time in its history, grants a business open constitutional right to, again, yeah, it's freedom of speech. You go in, hey, I want a gay pride cake and by the way why do you why would a gay couple if I went to a bakery let me ask you a question if I went to a bakery and I felt like the person discriminated against me by not baking my cake why would I force the law to make this person who I think has an issue with me bake something I plan on eating it seems like a really bad idea it's like how Alexander the Great was invited to a game of chess and wine with his enemy gee I wonder how that interaction turned out was the wine good I'm asking for a friend. And anyway, as Colorado and other states in recent years added LGBTQ plus protections to their anti discrimination laws, various wedding service providers have filed court challenges asserting violations for their First Amendment rights. The disputes have left judges grappling with how far states can go in regulating businesses. Conduct before they are unconstitutionally interfering with artists' religious beliefs or compel their speech. Smith, a graphic designer, wanted to expand her web designing company, 303 Creative LLC, to provide wedding, uh, wedding websites, but she didn't want to create a website for, a same, for the same-sex marriage for same-sex marriages, believing it would be a violation of her religious beliefs as a Christian. She also wanted to post a message on her company's website indicating a view, indicating that view. But Colorado's public accommodation law prohibited businesses that serve the public from discriminating on protected characteristics, including sexual orientation. Five years ago, the Supreme Court took a similar challenge to Colorado's law from Jack Phillips, who owns a cake shop a few miles away from smith colorado's civil rights commissioner had sued him for refusing to make a custom wedding cake for a gay couple the justice ultimately sided with phillips oh okay so they did rehear that case i don't know how i missed that all right leaving the question uh sided with phillips on narrow grounds leaving the question of whether the public accommodations law violates first amendment on un- unresolved okay okay before her planned expansion, Smith sued a group of Colorado officials. Smith argued enforcing the law against her would violate her constitutional rights to free speech and free, expre- uh, free exercise of religion. The lower courts sided with Colorado. The justices agreed to hear Smith's appeal, but the courts limited its interventions to only consider her free speech arguments. Twenty Republican state attorney generals, roughly 60 Republican members of Congress, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and other and various other religious groups wrote briefs backing Smith before the High Court. The Biden administration backed Colorado and participated in an oral argument, urging the justices to let the lower ruling stand. The request was supported by the American Civil Liberties Union the Human Rights Campaign, the LGBTQ advocacy groups, and 137 members of Congress' 21 state attorney generals and the American Bar Association. Well, didn't really seem to work out for any of them in the end, now, did it? But, that is too- Whoa! We've got some breaking news- Hold on. Anyway. Oof. But. These are two extremely good rulings tonight, and I can't help—I mentioned this before—but I'm kind of amused that Roe v. Wade and all these pro-Christian and free speech and freedom to exercise religion uh, policies are getting done, uh, ironically, not under the Trump administration, but under the Biden administration. So unwittingly, so willingly, Trump was able to get a little less done. Whereas, unwittingly, more good stuff on the freedom of speech and religious grounds got done because of Joe Biden's overreaching. One president's underreaching made him underachieve, while one president's overreaching caused him to fly way too close to the sun and burn up in his dementia-fueled haze. There's a fucking humor to that. But, that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. This is a day of celebration, and I will talk to you guys later.